What's going on? Welcome back to the Cox Talks Podcast, episode 11, I think. Pretty sure of it. Yep, episode 11. Here we are. Last one was 10, so that makes this one 11. If you're good at counting like I am, fucking here we go. So, today's episode. Uh, got a guest coming in. We've got the hero cookie of the week, and we've got a coffee location from a trucker, a trucker cousin of mine. He came through with a coffee location for us if you're in the greater Ontario region. So we'll get to that a little bit later, uh, like I said, along with the hero cookie of the week. So today's episode probably going to be a little bit short. Uh, just, fuck, I say that now, but by the after this uh, little interview we got coming up, I'll probably just ramble on for another 20 to 25 minutes about absolutely nothing, which is why you people listen to the Cox Talks podcast, the people's champ of the podcast world. So let's get into it early here. Let's get into our guest. So you ever find yourself just strolling through Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or YouTube and you just you, you catch on to something that that you just keep going back to? <laughs> I'm sure you do. Well, listen, I, uh, a couple years ago, I stumbled across this, uh, they call themselves the Danger Cats, okay? Heavy metal, heavy women, heavy drinking. Just a bunch of good Alberta boys from uh, the, the, Al- the Alberta prairie out there, you know, crushing darts, chewing tobacco, getting into the Pilsner beers, you know, just having a good time. Looks like these guys, you know, they just know how to party well. And their give-a-fuck knob seems to be broken right off. Which is, you know what? Which is fine with me. So they're led. uh, The face of the franchise, we'll call them. The face of the franchise is Uncle Hack. And uh, you can follow along him on Instagram at Uncle underscore Hack 69. Now this guy, you know what? He is a comedian. He's a stand-up comedian. He's an aspiring comedian, whatever you want to call him. But uh, you want to talk about fucks broken right off? This guy started out, and all he did, you know, he he, um, he had a full-time job. He was just looking for more. He was looking to, uh, you know, like I said, he was looking to establish a brand. He was looking to make a name for himself. And let me tell you, he's gone ahead and done it. If you jump on his Instagram page or if you search out some of his stuff on YouTube, uh, which we'll get to in the interview, dive into some of this guy's stuff if you're looking for a good laugh. I mean, um, fuck. His target audience would be very much the same, I feel, as the Cox Talks podcast. Maybe a little bit younger, to be honest. I, I, I'm finding out, surprisingly, and this is no offense to some people, but I'm finding out that I actually have an older audience than I expected. Now, having said that, I do allegedly, allegedly, still have quite a younger audience, too. So, I guess I got, I got everything covered here, to be honest with you. But, uh, anyways, back to the Danger Cats, back to Uncle Hack. Uh, seek them out on social media. Check them out. The Danger Cats and um, at underscore Uncle Hack 69 on Instagram. And it's like I said, you know, every once in a while you just stumble across something, whether it be on social media or maybe it's just someone you meet once or twice, right? And you're like, God, I'd like to sit down and have a fucking beer with that guy and just shoot the shit, you know, just pick his brain about stuff. Well, when it comes to the Cox Talks podcast, I mean, I started this out, you know, just something to do. Something for fun, something for me to blow off a little steam, maybe go on some rants every now and then, which you have all become quite accustomed to, and from what I understand, you all enjoy them. Um, and 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 
I'm finding that, you know, people are enjoying it. People are enjoying it more than I thought they would. Um, it's I'm getting, I, I wouldn't call it credibility. Um, I call it credibility for, I guess, for lack of a better term. But people are just enjoying the podcast a lot more than I thought they would. I'm getting a lot more listeners than I thought I would. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of said, and I, I still stand by this. I'm not in this to make money. I'm just in this to entertain some people. I'm in this so that people can shut their fucking brains off for a while, okay, where you can turn something on. You don't have to hear about COVID. You don't have to hear about politics. You don't have to hear about the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs, although once in a while I do go on a little Maple Leaf rant, okay, and actually got some stuff to touch on there later too, but my goal of this podcast is for you people to shut your brain off and listen to some mindless banter, which may or may not get a couple chuckles out of you uh, throughout the, the, we'll call it an hour long, throughout the hour long podcast. And uh, you know what? I have a good feeling that Uncle Hack here, our guest coming up, this is this is kind of what he started out with, you know, and it him being him and um, having the success he's having, it's just kind of morphed and he started to build his own brand and he's being very successful at it. So Uncle Hack, he was good enough. The guy's fucking famous. He gets like, um, I'm going to say he's upwards of 3,500 downloads per episode maybe more might be touching 5,000 actually um right now uh in case you're wondering I'm averaging about 500 downloads an episode so um I'm not I can't touch what he's doing but having said that I you know to be 100% honest like I thought I might get 100 200 listeners per episode and it you know wouldn't be much of a thing but uh 500 500 downloads per episode is what I'm averaging and um, just recently there I posted it on my personal Facebook page that um, throughout all 10 episodes I guess or 11 episodes or whatever it is um, there has been a total of well it's over now but a total of 5,000 downloads of the Cox Talks podcast so um, hey I'm happy with it like I said it's, it's reaching audiences that I didn't really think it would reach people are getting a lot of chuckles out of it and uh, that's you know what that's why I do this. So, without further ado, let's bring in today's guest, Uncle Hack of the Danger Cats and the Uncle Hack Podcast. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, the inspiration for the Cox Talks Podcast, the man, the myth, the legend... Uh-huh. The Alberta rattlesnake, so to speak. Fucking Uncle Hack. Uncle Hack, welcome to the Cox Talks podcast. Yeah, we're going to do a little cock talk, hey? Yo, we love talking cock here on the Cox Talks <laughs> podcast, don't we? Hell yeah. Hey, listen. So for those of you out there that haven't seen his stuff, um, man, you are a, you're a legend. And oh, I've, 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 seen some, uh, I've seen some Danger Cats flags and some Danger Cat paraphernalia all the way out here in unterrible uh so you're doing your thing and you're doing it right man congratulations oh thanks man yeah it's uh pretty surreal if i'm being honest it's very weird i don't know how to yeah i don't know how to put it into words like the one day the weirdest thing i ever think i've ever seen was we were at an oilers game and uh uh, right on the jumbotron like uh, it looked like a 20 year old 19 year old kid was on there wearing one of our hats and it was just like holy shit that's uh 
that's crazy. We just started laughing. Like my buddies were just like looking at me like, holy fuck, man. What, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> no shit for sure. Yeah. So listen, I got a, I got some bad news though. You're not, uh, you're not popping my celebrity cherry here on the Cox talks podcast. A couple episodes ago, we had Rick Rowley on. So he was the first celebrity, but Hey, don't kid yourself. You're still a big swinging dick here on the uh, Cox oh, Talks podcast. Old old Rick, hey, eh? he had uh, he he swooped in on me, did he? Yeah, I know what he swooped in. We had some darts, we drank some beers, we talked some shit, and uh, we got on our merry way. It was it was a good time for sure. So I expect nothing nothing short of that from you as well. That guy's a huge beauty. Yeah, he is. So so for those of you who don't know, Uncle Hack, you are. Correct me if I'm wrong. You are a creator, founder, owner, CEO, CFO of the Danger Cats brand. Yeah. Uh, base, base, you're based out of Alberta, Edmonton, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's only really like, realistically, there's only like two of us that do the whole thing. I'm kind of the creative edge behind it. And then I have a business partner that deals with all the numbers shit and everything i'm not good at <laughs> well i mean i was gonna say by seeing your videos uh and your stuff like i mean yeah you don't look like a numbers guy by any far means. from actually <laughs> <laughs> unless it's maybe some fat chick's phone number but a different yeah. story for a different day yeah right? yeah exactly if we're adding up her weight and it's over 280 then we're like okay we're in uh, i like this <laughs> Right. So, okay. So born and raised in Tabor, Alberta. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Like for those that don't know, uh, again, this is an Ontario based podcast. Having said that, because I actually lived in Alberta for seven years, I nice. lived in the, in the greater Okotoks high river area. Um, I've been to Tabor and fuck what a shithole. Tell us about growing up in Tabor, Alberta. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't like the big corn stalk at right when you come into town? Actually, you know what? To be honest, I was only there two or three times and it was just to coach a hockey game and I, I got out of town. But yeah, did you you know what? It didn't look like there was a lot going on, that's for sure. Well, you, my friend, are a very, very, very astute man to think such a presumption or assumption like that. There is actually zero going on there. <laughs> oh, like he, yeah. So as a kid, like, what do you, what do you fucking do in Tabor besides play hockey and and try and fight people from Provost? <laughs> well, uh, you know, like I think it's pretty much copy and paste when you go to small towns all across Canada. It's just uh, you got to find your own fun, and I think that's what made growing up so more like that much better. Because now I have this giant playground of Edmonton. And I got to hear these people, there's nothing fucking going on. I was like, dude, there is a, there's something going <laughs> on. We can watch crackheads on the street corner for free. Like, there's not that in town. And it's entertaining as fuck. You and can't tell me there's no crackheads in Tabor. There probably There definitely is. But they're, they're <laughs> slippery little devils. They only come out <laughs> at night. They're not out in the public like these ones. At 10 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The morning. These guys are, they're spicier in the city right on so you're born and raised in Tabor. Mm -hmm. um tell us about like did you go to college or i know you're uh you're uh you're a hardcore <laughs> oil field veteran you're fucking you've seen a thing or two in the patch 
you can tell that just by looking at your mug. Yeah. So was it, did you go to college? I'm guessing no, no offense. Or was it straight to the patch for the kid? Again, you're two for two on uh, guesses here. <laughs> no, man, I didn't. Uh, the closest I ever got to like a university or a college per se, it was I was working for a heating and ventilation company in Lethbridge, Alberta, and we had to change out all the ducts in the college. So that's about as close as I ever got to a college classroom. But I don't know. I just never had no interest in it. It just seems gay, <laughs> you know, like 0% <laughs> of it seems fun. I watched like a few of my buddies. All my buddies are the, like pretty much similar to me. And a few of them, you know, they threw their hat in the ring on, on a little extra studying and they all crippled at it. They fucking failed all their classes. They pretty much were going there just to like scope out new pussy and it cost them 10 grand a year when they could have just put that 10 grand into pussy. That's it. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, okay. So, so you have, you have spent some time in the oil patch though. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I was, how old uh, were you? How old were you when you went to the patch? I, uh, I started, I started a little late in the game. I spent most of my like twenties. I was, uh, I worked at a glass shop and I spent as much time as I could, uh, training and, and fighting in mixed martial arts. So then once that was done, when I was about 22 ish, I got a job offer to go in hot shots and, and work in a back shop for a pipe company, basically like oil field service company. And then we just like, I'd hot shot parts to like service rigs and shit like that. And then uh, after that, I got a job offer to move up north and uh, be a pipeline, a junior pipeline operator out of uh, Fort Saskatchewan. So I jumped at that as soon as I could just get the fuck out of Tabor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Let's get back because that's something I forgot to bring up. Let's get back to your MMA. Oh, okay. Um, how the fuck, like, how did you get into the MMA? Just like, I want to beat the shit out of some people or what? I, I was a bit of a shit disturber playing like midget hockey and stuff. No, like that. I don't, yeah. I don't buy that. No, no, not this guy. Clean, clean as ice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, once, once that was done, the, there was an option to go play like junior B and, and, and like, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know, man, I'm kind of over hockey. I, you know, you spent so much time devoting your, I was like ready for something new. I was big in MMA. Uh, I was always watching it, fascinated by it. There, and then when I moved to the city, the gym was like a 10 minute drive away. So uh, me and my roommate went there. Uh, I walked in there with full intentions of like, yeah, dude, I'm going to be a fucking fighter, bro. And uh, I was humbled really quick after our first like kickboxing class. I was like, that's a lot of hard work. I'm 0% into fighting and I want, don't want to fight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just fucking trained my ass off. And one day our, our head coach down there, Lee Mean, was like, yo, uh, why don't you come into fighter training? Just because I was always at the gym. I was just turned into a gym rat. Right on. Right on. So how many, how many bouts did you actually have then in the MM, in the, in the octagon? I, uh, what was that? I had eight, eight or nine MMA fights and one kickboxing. So, and what's what was your record? I was, uh, I think, I think I'm five and three professional 
and then Ooh. I was one and zero amateur, and then zero and one in kickboxing. <laughs> well, fuck, who cares about kickboxing? Anyways? Yeah, it was this an ex- fuck. Actually, it's a funny story because I was supposed to fight a guy from Seattle and he couldn't cross the border. And another dude that was an amateur was supposed to fight the guy from the same gym. So they were bringing up like a fleet of like two or three guys. And uh, so because I fought professionally and this guy fought amateur who both of us lost our fights, they were like, well, do you two just want to have an exhibition kickboxing match? But here's the kicker. I fought at lightweight. This guy fought at like fucking middleweight or welterweight. So he cut from one, I think he was said he was about 189 and then cut to, I think like we said that we'll take the fight at 175-ish or some sh- catchweight bullshit. And dude, I walked around like 171, if that. This guy was a monster compared to, <laughs> uh, it was fucking hilarious. My old lady at the time, was uh, as soon as we got off the scale, she's like, do you have to take this one? I'm like, well, that's great for the confidence. I got to fight the <laughs> guy in 24 hours and you're over here acting like I'm like walking into my own funeral, my own murder. Well, fuck, to be safe, and I'm just going to throw this out there. You can tell me your thoughts. If the guy you were supposed to fight wasn't able to cross the border, I mean, there's something going on there. Maybe it's a fucking good job he, that you didn't fight him. Like, yeah. did he just get out of fucking prison or something? Like, what was the deal? I have no idea. It's probably like some bullshit, fuck, some stupid, like, misdemeanor charge or something like that. Or what, you know, like. Yeah, probably got knows? caught with a joint in his pocket or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? Before Washington fucking legalized it. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So that's that's your MMA career in a nutshell. Back to the patch. So you weren't one of these. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, when I started watching your your videos, and we're going to get to those, the pro tips from a dipshit. Um, when I started watching those, like, stereotypical, he's got a jacked up white Dodge Ram, tow mirrors always out, yeah. rolling coal off every fucking red light that you come to. That's what I had you pegged for, you know, making 120 grand a year putting it, uh, either drinking it or putting it up your nose and into your into your diesel truck. But if you're yeah. doing hot shot service and, and things like that, you weren't quite you weren't quite one of those Alberta 20 year olds. No, no, dude. I was. Uh, uh, I, once I, I, I went once I went operating, it still didn't change. Like I fucking I'm a tightwad, man. I'm fucking <laughs> I'm pretty cheap when it comes to like that type of shit, except for like partying. I would like I blow a stack partying. I'd have no problem getting hammered and blowing as much money partying. But as far as it was like buying shit, I was never like fascinated with like materials and stuff. So like the big jacked up trucks and 19 gold watches, <laughs> it just didn't get my dick hard, you know? So the typical like oil patch shit, like having a trailer, a truck, a sled, two dirt bikes and all that. It was just like a free baby mama's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fucking divorced twice, seven kids with three different women. Yeah, like I've got a buddy from the greater High River area who, you know, stereotypical, you know, bought a Denali, bought a crotch rocket, rode his crotch rocket off because he catwalked it into the back of a cube van in Vegas, you know, got shit faced one night, rode his Escalade off. You know, I just, you know, and that was just, that's just par for the course from those rig boys, right? Yeah, dude shit. 
Yes, <laughs> dude shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where does Okay, so um let's let's get into the brand now, the Danger Cats brand. First thing I'm going to ask you, yeah. You can tell me to fuck off if you like. Is the is the Danger Cats? Did you get that from old Diener from old no. Fubar? Late woman is a Danger Cat? No, dude. I get fucking ripped on so hard about that. Where the name came from is my cousin was at uh, Big Valley Jamboree in probably I want to say like 2010 ish, 20, 2012 ish. And he came back to Tabor and he's like, dude, I got a new game for us to play. And he stood there in the middle of a circle of like 10 guys. And then shook a beer, yelling "Danger Cat, Danger Cat!" And then just like wound up and smashed it off his head. And then that like cracked it open. And then he started drinking. And I'm like, "What the fuck kind of game is that?" And then they just kind of stuck in the friend group. And then when I moved up to Edmonton, I started referring to my buddy uh, Tanner as the Danger Cat, and it just kind of stuck because he's just like he's a fucking gnarly guy. He's a fighter big heavyweight always wearing like camo sweatpants doesn't give a fuck how he dresses he's missing his front tooth mullet awesome fucking guy he uh actually fights in the ufc now so he's just like killing is, it is he in some of your earlier videos yeah yeah i know the guy i know the guy you're talking about now for sure so yeah so where did you start with the so the the first videos that you really started to do and really started to get a name for yourself was on YouTube and it was those pro tips from a dipshit videos yeah. and and to my listeners out there if you haven't fucking seen these jump on YouTube just search pro tips from a dipshit you're going to laugh your dick off for sure so you just kind of got started with those and everything is just kind of morphed from there yeah, like uh, me and another dude had this uh, hockey brand that we were trying to get off the ground and it was called Ferda. So I was like trying to think of like funky ways to market it. And I was like, ah, fuck, maybe I'll do some stupid video or something like that. And and then uh, I just thought of like all these like old, like kind of greasy moves that all the old guys kind of taught us younger guys and just started get, making tutorials of like how to, basically play hockey like a piece of shit yeah you're you're preaching to the choir there i'm mm -hmm. quite a shitty hockey player and i'm also a piece of shit hockey player yeah so i get exactly what you're saying so then how did you go how did you morph from then like the the furta brand into this this danger cats where your your um heavy metal heavy women have a heavy drinking that's kind of your your motto <laughs> i guess right yeah <laughs> how did you so how did you go from giving you know being a piece of shit hockey player tutorials to you know banging fat chicks while you listen to fucking slayer and chug jack daniels like how does that i don't i just i kind of see the connection but not really uh i was like really in I, I so i didn't do like the typical like hockey player summer off play baseball shit i was really into yeah. skateboarding and hockey those are like my two favorite things growing up so like that the culture of like canadian hockey player and then take like thrasher skateboarding and mend them together and you, you kind of just end up with i don't know it's just things that i like and then i was like hey i called my buddy schmidt and I was like, hey, what do you think of this tagline for Danger Cats? And I said, heavy metal, heavy women, heavy drink. And he goes, that's fucking awesome. So then I just put it in as our tagline and uh, it's stuck. So <laughs> it, fuck, it it works. It 
it 100% works. Um, yeah. And I think it's hilarious too. Cause it's uh, you know, like everybody wants to pride themselves. Like I drink crystal, I got fly bitches and I'm, you know, like, it, like it, fitty, it, like fitty scent. Yeah. 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 So I think it's funnier to go the other way and be like, <laughs> no, fuck that. We fuck bad fat bitches and drink Royal reserve <laughs> <laughs> or Molson export. Fuck. Yeah. yeah doggy. <laughs> Whatever's on sale. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Fucking absolutely. No, yeah. it's great. Like the danger cats brand. And again, to the listeners out there, if you haven't checked this out, you, you, you fucking got to get on top of it. <laughs> it's uh, you got some funny shit and you got to like, you've got an outright your, um, well, you got you got your podcast going now too. It's going strong. Yeah. You're on episode 60, 61? Uh just or, aired 59, I think. Okay. So there, I'm a little ahead of myself, but and it's called the Uncle Hack Podcast, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And uh I'm not afraid to admit you you and your podcast were kind of the inspiration for mine. Um, oh, cool, man. We are similar in a lot of ways, but I'm going to give credit where it's due. Your balls are three times the size of mine because <laughs> some of the fucking stuff that comes out of your mouth even makes me blush. And for my <laughs> listeners and those that know me know that it takes a lot to fucking uh, to make me blush. That's for sure. So, <laughs> so uh, the Uncle Hack podcast, you guys, uh, listeners, you got to check it out. Um, it's probably you're probably going to steal all my listeners, but fuck it. That's OK. You seem like a good guy. How did you come about the podcast? Obviously, you got no broadcasting background or anything like that. Not that you need to for podcasting. It's pretty fucking easy. I'm doing mine in my spare bedroom right now. Yeah. But it was just all part of pumping up the brand or what? Yeah, it originally started with me, Tanner, Chris Larson, and another fellow named Sean Locke. And we would just do it in my living room and we would just make up shit in a podcast. And we just called that the Danger Cats podcast. And it was just too inconsistent. And then, you know, Tanner's in the UFC now. So uh, we kind of cleaned up like a lot of the, the heinous shit that me and him did together prior to him. Because before he was fighting in Russia and Russia doesn't fucking care where... Right you know north america has a fucking stick in their cunt about whatever the you know oh this guy said this so uh, you know we had to kind of like close that off and then uh i continued calling it the danger cats podcast and then it, i was just like ah fuck let's rebrand this and like i'll just do solo ones and i'll bring people on every now and then it was getting harder to like line up guests to come and talk. And I was just like, I was getting lazy. I maybe not laziness. I was just getting annoyed of like, ah, fuck, I can't get somebody in and try yeah, to work around schedules. You. So it, it can be rather difficult. So I was like, fuck it. I'll do it myself. Uh, one of the podcasts that I really like listen to. That's a solo one is the Tim Dillon show. So fucking I listened to him and I was like, okay, this guy's doing it solo. Why can't I? And then I was just like, started trying to get my my chops going with it and shit so yeah because you say a lot of stuff on your podcast i mean it's great but like you say everything that people are thinking when nobody's got the fucking balls to say yeah. you're doing you're doing this on a public platform so man like <laughs> like some of the some of the and i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna spoil it for the people that are gonna go check your podcast out but man i you know i usually listen to it i'm a I'm a farmer, so when I'm in the Hell tractor yeah. or when I'm driving truck, I throw the old fucking Uncle Hack podcast on, and I just I laugh the entire fucking time because it 
man, you got like you got the same sense of humor I do. And like I said, you're you're saying the shit that people are thinking. And I think it's great. There's not enough. I'll say there's not enough of us, but I don't hold a candle to you. There's not enough of us in the fucking world that it, that'll just go out and say whatever, whatever's on our mind. Yeah. And there's like another, especially when it comes to like uh, farmers or, uh, you know, blue collar like minded gentlemen, I will say, and not right wing, left wing, whatever the fuck I could give a fuck about that. But dudes that like go out grind they there's like this starvation for like something like what the fuck nobody wants to turn on snl and watch that shit you know you got letter kenny it's a little cleaner i respect what the fuck they do because it's hilarious as shit but there's nobody going the extra thousand feet and really crossing the line and like telling you the deep down truths of like what what dudes go through, you know, like nobody wants to talk about it. Uh, some comics do do it, but it's always like comedians. They're always making fun of like the media news, whatever it is. I do that as well. So I shouldn't, sh- I'm not shitting on them by any means, but there is just like this blue collar mindset that just doesn't have some sort of comedy, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. That exactly. brass balls kind of shock jock radio died in like the early 2010s. And ever since, you you don't have like an Anthony Cumier or an Opie Anthony no more. You don't have like the Jason Ellis show or well, you still have them, but they're just not on different. They're on different platforms and it's different yeah. now. And yeah, no, for sure. And it's like you said, like it's. Yeah, nobody's catering to the to the fourth line grinders of the world anymore, except for guys like you and uh, mad mad props, bro. Mad Dude. props to you for for picking up the slack there. What about uh, what about fucking negativity and haters? Like, I'm sure they just fuck and the Karens just come out the woodwork at you. Uh, in the beginning, they did. But now we've outlasted that whole, like, fuck you, dude, shit. I used to get death threats all the time. And uh, <laughs> some somebody would tell me they're going to fucking stab me if they catch me downtown Edmonton. I've yet to been stabbed. Maybe this is me well, on wood. They heard but... you did MMA, so they're not fucking coming <laughs> near you now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I ignore it. I fuck with them. I think that's the only way you can do uh deal with that that type of shit now here's a question and and um this is something i've struggled with on my podcast okay um so like some of the shit you say some of the shit you talk about so on and so forth those Mm -hmm. are those are places i would like to go with my podcast but you know there's people that listen to my podcast that i wish wouldn't listen i.e my niece i.e my mother i.e my aunts (laughs) How do you like, obviously, like you've got to have the same type of people listen to your, or do you just not let them fucking listen? Like how personally, and I'm not saying you're a shitty human being, but personally, I can't bring myself to say and, and talk about some of the stuff you do. How do you get past that? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like uh, if, when I talk about like sex relationships and shit like that, is that yeah, like the, 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 uh, the Halloween uh, foursome. Episode. yeah <laughs> yeah that like, was insane i couldn't uh, talk i couldn't talk about having a foursome on my podcast knowing that my mom and my aunts are listening no it's funny um the first episode my mom ever listened to was that episode <laughs> oh. 
So she turned that on and my, my old man, God bless his fucking soul. He was sitting on the couch and I know he was just jacked up. Like he would, <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, that's my fucking boy. <laughs> and my mom's got to sit there. But fucking God bless her soul. She's like, I listened to your podcast for the first time. I don't, that'll be the last for me. I don't need to know what you're up to. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing of it too. And I've, I've said to people, you know, well, you can just fucking shut it off if you don't want to listen. Right. Mm-hmm. You can like, I don't have any foursome stories to tell yet. I mean, yet, but, yet. um, yet, but, uh, like, fuck, they can just shut it off too, I guess. Right. That's the other alternative. If you don't like what you're hearing, just fucking shut it off. Oh yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know. You just can't care. You know, that's yeah. how I look at it. Like, I, I just like, I, I, this is what I do now. So maybe uh, I don't look at it as like, I always got to keep pushing the envelope and go further and further and further and further until the point where I'm like being like so outrageous that I'm like trying to, I don't know, fucking convince you that the Holocaust isn't real or some shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I just like, I, I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I think my fucks got left in like 2015 when I started this and it's just gotten easier and easier and easier to just, I don't know, to be open is like, puts you in such a vulnerable position. So if you're already there, I just was like, fuck it, whatever. I, yeah. You just broke, you broke the give a fuck knob right off and yeah. that's okay. There's nothing wrong. People are going to try and fucking tell you that. No, no. You should mm-hmm. care about this and you should care. About... I've had, I've had people come at me and you, you know, you should, you should care about the way you look and well, no, I don't. That's, that's the thing. Like I don't, yeah, I don't give a shit really. The people that know me, they're like, they know I'm a half decent good guy when I feel like it, when I'm not on the booze. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, like, fuck it. I don't, I don't care what people think. And it's nice to see somebody else carries that same fucking sway. Yeah, man, there's like a select, you know, I'd probably say six people in my life that if they came and were like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? If if over half of them said like, what the fuck, man, like they, then I'd be like, oh, OK, I got to take a log off the fire, reevaluate here because that's over 50 percent and that's a pass. That means I'm fucking <laughs> I'm going I'm going off the rails here. But for the most part, man, like uh, a lot of my buddies are really supportive and they're like, yeah, they, they keep me humble. Like, if I'm being honest, like they, my head will never get big with those fucking assholes around. Like the other day, this is kind of funny. My buddy was hammered. He's a rancher out in BC. He just moved out there and he, he's hammered in his little cabin. And he goes, what are you doing? You faggot. What are you making your little stupid TikToks? You fucking loser. Oh, what are you doing? You're going to dance for me next. I see you doing roast battles. You queer. And like just shitting down my throat. I could not stop laughing. So it's those guys are the ones that keep me relatively humble. <laughs> yeah, I get. Yeah, I get some of those, too. I, you got to have much like like you said, guys like us grinders, the guys you hang around with fuck are we ruthless to one another you got to have thick skin to hang yeah. around these boys that's for sure you got to be okay with it you got to be okay with getting ripped on that's for sure a hundred percent that's how you divide the boys and the men right there absolutely i i concur so you're 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 foot to the floor you're 
fucking throttle straight ahead on this Danger Cats and the Uncle Hack podcast. Do you have? Do you still have a side job then? Like, are you still? Do you still have employment elsewhere, or is it just focused right on the on the brand? Just this, yeah. I uh, I do stand up comedy, uh, podcast, make the videos, and then run the brand, write the articles. Anything you pretty much see online is is my work. And then, uh, yeah, we just uh, keep chugging along here, trying to, you know, keep building the brand in, in finding new ways to make it interesting and making it funny. That's the main focus is if it's, if it stops being fun and funny, then that's time to pack it in and, and maybe go back to real life or whatever <laughs> the fuck it is. I don't know. People always tell me, get a real job, but it's, if it's, why the fuck would I want to do that? <laughs> you know what? I What I've found is this fucking, it's not as easy as people think it is because if you get some quality programming out there, I fucked up. I set the bar too high too soon. I can't like my first episode. I got so much good feedback from it that I was like, well, shit, I got to keep bringing it now. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not as easy. I tell everybody it is, but it's not, it's not as easy to, to keep up with all this. Shit. And I mean, you're doing it on a way larger scale than I am. Now, I still I still farm for a living, but I just sometimes I can't seem to find the time. I try and release two episodes a month every other Monday, and the last episode was six days late just because I was so fucking busy I didn't get to it. And people are texting me. They're like, what the fuck, bro? Why would you put out an app? I'm like, calm down. I have real-life yeah. shit too, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, like when I – yeah exactly like when i first started i was still working full time uh, doing this i was editing videos in my uh in my fucking apartment just trying to make this work or cultivate something or get get something moving and then it started to gain some steam and then uh when was it march of 2018 or 2019 um, our contract was up for operating and then that's where the crossroads came of like, do you want to do this full time? Or I was going to go to Fort St. John and, and, and hopefully get another operating job up there. But I just was like, fuck it. You know what? The, this shit doesn't really come around too often for people. And for me to piss away an opportunity, I think would be rather retarded on my behalf. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I'm just trying to make the best of it for, you know, for what it is. And I, I wish I could tell you the secret recipe, but they're really, I don't know. It's just, you just keep throwing shit at the wall until something sticks. Absolutely. So your whole danger cats brand, the uncle hack podcast, something I kind of skipped over here for those, for those listeners that, that don't know, like, what is your target? Like this describe, describe, your target audience the brand oh we kind of touched on it a little bit but i want to hear you get a little fucking in depth here okay yeah no like analytics wise it's like 25 to 35 year old men enjoy this shit that's like the main and then it's like it's like 80 percent dudes 20 percent women are into it but like the dudes are always the, the ones i meet are always like the fun guy at the party you know like the I wouldn't say like for a long time there, it was always like, Oh, they're a fucking alt-right group, (laughs) which I thought was funny to get like roped in with the proud boys and shit. Cause I was just making the most retarded takes. There was nothing like politically sound with what I, I just said, fuck Trudeau. That's just such a, 
Yeah, I think yeah. Like the whole country's saying it now. So it's I was on repeat. Like, yeah, I was just four years ahead of the time, I guess. <laughs> um, but I'd say like you know, it's it's mainly just like dudes that 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 get it, you know, like they understand the life you have to apply yourself to a job or you gotta you know working hard and playing harder are is honestly the best way to go about it you're gonna die one day so you might as well have some goddamn fun while you're doing it and don't give a fuck what anybody thinks like we were talking earlier uh i like i think that this audience is just they're they're humorous dudes that just find the funny in fucked up situations it, it, that's what i was starting to notice like every guy i bump yes. into that wants to just shoot the shit and drink are like the funnest funniest guys that don't fucking care they're usually hammered out of their skull dancing like a fool they don't care <laughs> like they don't give a shit it just has a, a zero fucks attitude behind it which i i fucking love yeah, I hear you. Like, I kind of always envision mine, um, and my old lady gets pissed at me, too. And she's like, you can't say that. That's not funny. You shouldn't really. And, well, hun, <laughs> buttercup, you're not my fucking target audience, okay? Yeah. I want the guy. I want the guy that's out, you know, taking the fucking alternator off his 87 Chev Silverado in his garage. And his buddy drives by, sees him in his garage, rolls in for uh, Molson Canadian tall boy. Mm -hmm. All right. And then they just get texts. And the next thing you know, there's 10 or 12 guys standing around. You know, one guy's got camel. One guy's covered in fucking 80 W90 uh, gear oil. There's a couple pairs of untied work boots kicking around, you know, and darts yeah. going. And they're just shooting the shit about the deer they just shot or the fucking yes. how Canadian tire ripped them off on a new set of batteries for the diesel. And just, <laughs> that's like, that's the target audience, right? Yes. Like that's that's what I'm going for. And and so far, I think I've hit it. And and again, I thank you because, um, like I said, our shows mirror each other. But man, like, I, I don't I don't hold a candle to you. I don't want to say I'm a, oh, I'm a copycat, credit, man. You're fucking I, doing it though. It's, it's a bit of copycat, but fuck it. You know what? It's, it's what I'm good at. I don't have a filter either. Uh, like you, I'm, I'm a little more filtered than you, but fuck, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let the big dog eat you. You carry on with what you're doing, man. It's great stuff. <laughs> well, man, you know what? I'm glad that people are like finding some sort of inspiration or what it, like whatever it is that you've seen in me and you decided like, fuck yeah, I want to give that a go. That's sick, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, well, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to let you to go. Like I said, you're a big swinging dick. I'm sure you've probably got some vag lined up out the door because of who you are. And, uh, you know, that Edmonton vag, whew, that's some prime a Alberta beef right there. Am I right? Yeah. Warm in the winter. <laughs> at least something is up there, yeah 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 sure. yeah so listen thanks for coming on the podcast appreciate it man and and again to my listeners out there make sure you check out the uncle hack podcast jump on youtube um just just search danger cats search pro tips from a dipshit and uncle hack here all his shit's gonna come up and you're gonna have a laugh or seven that's for sure hell yeah all right thanks again man take care and hopefully uh maybe we'll get you on again sometime absolutely anytime dude so there you go, Uncle Hack, another celebrity guest here on the Cox Talks podcast. 
So I know what some of you people are thinking. So some of you people that are familiar with Uncle Hack stuff, I know you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, fuck, I was a bit of a letdown. A little, little bit of a letdown from, from the stuff I see him fucking put out on his podcast and on his YouTube page. Well, uh, you know what? That's that's your opinion, and maybe that's fine. But I'll tell you what that that little interview. Um, I'm gonna be selfish here. I'm gonna go out and say that that interview was a little bit more for me than it was you listeners out there. And and the reason I say that is because, like I said in the interview, you know, I I picked up his podcast. I started listening to his podcast, and I thought that. And as I said, it was a little bit of the inspiration. I thought, you know what, I could fucking do this stuff too. But like I said, and I I hit on it a couple times in the interview there. He goes to lengths that I just refuse to go to at this time. His give a fuck knob is just broke right off. It's defective. Um, and you know what? He's good at it. He's good at not giving a fuck. Um, he's better than me at it. But hearing a guy sit down solo behind the mic and, you know, just, just dish out some thoughts and dish out some funny banter and some shit like that. I thought, hey, I can do this. Maybe I can be as successful as him at some point. I mean, he's 50 episodes ahead of me. So 50 episodes from now, will I be where at he's at? Probably not because he's got the whole stand-up comedy thing. He's got the clothing line and and so on and so forth. But he's a little bit of an inspiration. He was a guy that I just kind of wanted to sit down, have some beers with and pick his brains and chat with. And that's exactly what we did. So um, anyways, regardless... I hope you enjoyed the interview. I still think it was a quality interview. I think he had some. He brought some good stuff to the to the table. He uh, even threw out a C sharp for you there early, early in the interview. Didn't see that one coming. So, so yeah, no. I uh, check out his stuff. I promise you won't be disappointed. That's for sure. And uh, as you heard right at the end of the interview, he has agreed to come back on a couple times, and I have a couple of ideas to bring him in for. So that uh, we're going to use that interview. We're going to use this episode as a little bit of a, um, I guess, an introduction, so to speak, for those of you that don't know Uncle Hack and the Danger Cats and what they bring. And this episode has just been all about pumping the tires of the Danger Cats and Uncle Hack podcast. I know he's not going to do the same for me, but that's that's fine. He he did agree to come back on. I got some topics I want to go over with him, so we'll turn the heat up uh, next time he comes on. That's That's for sure. Okay, so back to the task at hand here. Back to the the regularities of the Cox Talks podcast. This episode brought to you by AmeriFarm Service. Ty Crothers and his staff providing you with all your equipment, moving, and hotshot service needs. Get a hold of Ty Crothers at AmeriFarm Service for safe and secure delivery of your loads. Hey, everybody wants to get their load where they want it, safe and sound. So if you got a load that you need dropped... Call AmeriFarm Service. Get a hold of Ty Crothers. AmeriFarm Service, the experts in dropping loads. Okay, so get the bills paid there. That's good. So now something else that I got to hit on because people have been fucking all over me in typical Leaf fan fashion. Okay, I was wrong about Jack Campbell. Are you happy, K. Vandergeest? Are you happy? Okay. I was wrong about Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell was not just a flash in the pan, okay? Darren Birch. It's nice to see that Kay Vandergeest and Darren Birch share the same mental capacity that they got to go out of their way to call me out for saying Jack Campbell was a flash in the pan. Okay, I was wrong, but guess what? I fucking nailed Peter Mrazek. So I'm, I'm batting 500 right now, okay? So 
I'm sorry that I hurt your little feelings, Leaf fans. I'm sorry that I said your goalie was going to be shit this season, and he's actually pretty good. I'm sorry, okay? There. You guys you guys got one over on me. You made me apologize on my own podcast for saying that Jack Campbell was going to be shitty this year, when in fact, Jack Campbell is has been standing on his head, okay? And I'll admit the Leafs are on a... Hey, Leafs are on a heater right now. I don't think this is sustainable. Leafs are on a heater. Credit where it's due. I still fucking hate Leaf fans, okay? So it doesn't change anything there. Also here on the Cox Talks podcast, last episode I uh, put a shout out to all the truckers out there. And actually, you know what? I, I advertised my podcast on a couple Facebook groups. Not the Facebook community mom groups where y'all want to know why the fucking fire trucks are heading out of town and this and that. Uh, there's a couple groups I belong to that are just, they're tools for me. Um, you know, they're uh, truck driving groups and so on and so forth. So I threw my uh, threw my podcast out on there. I don't know if any of those guys listen to it or not, but hey, whatever. It is what it is. But listen, I got a nice little coffee spot for you folks here in Ontario. If you're in and around the new market area, okay, the best coffee hands down, and this comes to me from Andy Smokum of Smokum Transport. They all cat, nope, not doing an advertisement because, uh, fuck you, Andy. Anyways, he says the best coffee hands down is the Lazy Daisy Cafe. It's located at Stellar Drive and Harry Walker Parkway in Newmarket. Go see Alana and Tyler. They'll get you a great cup of coffee. And a bag of beans to take home. Everybody loves a bag of beans, don't they? Yes, sir. So there you go. There is a coffee location for you if you're, if you're in the greater Newmarket area. The Lazy Daisy Cafe at Stellar Drive and Harry Walker in Newmarket. Now, I know when I lived in Alberta, and I don't know if it's still there or not, if somebody could uh, reach out and let me know. I used to like going to the UFA in High River and get, uh, get some Van Hout. Good coffee at the UFA High River. I did hear a rumor that it's uh, that they closed down the store that was there. So you used to be able to get pretty decent breakfast sandwiches in there too. Get picked up in the work truck there. Drive out the Blackie out to the farm shop there and stop at UFA with Herc. With Herc and the boys and get a couple breakfast sandwiches and a Van Hout coffee with some vanilla hazelnut creamer. Yep. That was my go-to, and that uh, that got me started well on my way to diabetes. But uh, yeah, I know out in Alberta, if you if you hit up a UFA store, you can get good coffee out there. And I also know that if you're from Alberta and you're listening to this podcast, you already knew that. So for those of you that may be vacationing in Alberta next year, fuck you. Go to the UFA, get a Van Hout coffee. You won't be disappointed. So that is the coffee review for this episode. Okay, now. On to our final segment for this episode. I feel like that's not true. I feel like there was something else I wanted. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Totally forgot about it. People you want to have a beer with. So I kind of got into it there when I was introducing Uncle Hack. And I had said that um, Uncle Hack's just a fucking guy that I'd like to sit down and have a beer with. And um, what I want to know is, for you listeners out there. Get a hold of me. Let me know. And I'm going to also say something else here. You guys suck at fan interaction, okay? And I want to let you know that the more you interact, okay, the more you interact with me and my podcast, the more content I can come up with, the more content I can create 
on the podcast, the more topics of conversation I have. So get, for the love of God, let's get going with the fan interaction, okay? So what I want to know is, send me three people that you would like to just sit down and have a beer with. It could be anybody. Don't have to be living. They don't even have to be a real person. They can be fucking fictional. I don't care. As long as they're like, um, if as long like, as long as they're, this doesn't make any sense. But as long as they're like a real fictional person, like a like, oh, if like I'd like to fucking sit down and have a beer with the man in the big yellow hat from the Curious George books, like that's that's fictional, but he's real. You know what I mean? Like people know who you're talking about. So get a hold of me um, at the Cox Talks podcast on Instagram. You can send me a message there. And sometimes if you haven't messaged me there before, sometimes it takes me a little while to uh, to notice that I have messages because it just comes up as a request. But send me, send me three people you'd like to have a beer with and we're going to talk about it here on the Cox Talks podcast. Okay, so that's going to be a, another new little segment here. Um, and finally, on this week's episode, The Hero Cookie of the week. Okay. So this week it's actually a whole box of fucking cookies. Okay. So I don't know if you folks out there have been listening, have been paying attention, have been watching the news, but there's some pretty serious floods going on out in British Columbia right now in the in the Abbotsford and the Chilliwack area. Now, I've been out there. I've been to Abbotsford, I've been to Chilliwack. I went to the Abbotsford rodeo one time in the filthy pig saloon. The Filthy Pig Saloon, right in my element, right in my wheelhouse. The Filthy Pig Saloon. Anyways, beautiful little area out there, beautiful little area. A lot of dairy farms out there, big dairy business out there. Okay, so with all these floods that are going on, farmers' barns are getting flooded out. There's animals that are, um, there there were were animals that perished, okay, in the floods. We're just going to go ahead and say it. There There were animals that perished. There were animals that were rescued. Um, there's animals still waiting to be rescued. Uh, the farms are, are cut off their feed supply right now because the, the rains and the floods washed out roads and highways and this and that. It's, just, it's a fucking disaster. Plain and simple. It's a disaster. Now, you've heard me say on the podcast before, I'm a dairy farmer. You've also heard me say that I don't I don't like milking cows. But you've also heard me say that I still respect them because the cows are where our paycheck comes from. And I don't just say, okay, I don't just respect cows because they're my livelihood, okay? that's <laughs> Don't get me wrong. That's a big part of it. But I'm also a human being, okay? And, and cattle, chickens, horses, pigs, whatever, they're also living creatures, okay? And if you're somebody that can just sit... And watch these animals perish in floods or a fire or a snowstorm or whatever. And do nothing about it. You're absolutely heartless. Okay, so the hero cookies of the week this week go to all you fucking losers that are involved with some sort of activist group. Um, I'm just going to pick on PETA, okay? I'm going to pick on PETA. You fucking dildos. You guys jump on social media, whether it's Facebook or whether it's Twitter, and you call out all these farmers, okay? You call out these farmers for um, for owning dairy farms, first and foremost. Apparently, that's that's a giant sin, okay? And um, sit there, and you tell us, you, you tell you tell dairy farmers, period. And, I, and I'm going to say dairy farmers as a whole across Canada, 
because we all feel this whether you believe it or not. But you sit there and you tell us that they're crocodile tears um, when they interview farmers on the news and they're crying because they're losing their animals and there's nothing they can do about it, okay? Well, let me let me ask you this, PETA. Where the fuck were you guys? Hey, you guys got no problem throwing your bodies in front of a transport truck as it rolls into a slaughterhouse, okay? Thinking that you're saving a truckload of pigs or a truckload of cattle or, or chickens or whatever. Okay, you guys got no problem doing that, you know, because there's, there's TV cameras and everything there, right? And, and then what happens? You jump in front of a fucking transport truck and it hits you or it runs you over and then you press charges because you're a fucking idiot, okay? These farmers out in British Columbia have been up for days on end tending to their animals. Did you not see the videos of them rescuing animals with boats and sea-doos? And there was a fucking hovercraft out there trying to rescue these animals. And all you PETA people can do, okay, all you fuckers can do is go on social media and tell us that we're shitty human beings because we milk cows for a living and we own dairy farms. I didn't see you in BC. I didn't see you in BC with your hip waders on and freezing cold water trying to save livestock. Did I? Nope, certainly not. None of you were there. None of you were there. You guys let the farmers just fend for themselves, right? Fend for themselves, try and save their livelihood, try and save their animals, something they actually care about. And I'll tell you this for a fact. There's a lot of dairy farmers' wives out there that are are actually jealous of the cattle because the cattle get more attention than their wives than their wives do. But you PETA people, you want to sit there and you tell us that it's all we see is dollar signs, all we see is dollar signs. Well, guess what? We're fucking human beings. Okay? Get off your little soapbox, you fucking duds. Get off your soapbox. Go and help the farmers. I'm sure you got a boat, right? I'm sure you got a boat. I'm sure you got a fucking sea do or something. Well, probably not because you wouldn't want to burn any oil, right? Because that's the next thing you guys are going to save. You're going to you're going to shut down the oil sands. You're going to save the fucking world from fossil fuels. Fossil fuels. Yeah, that's what it is. So for you PETA people out there, you animal activists that, you know, you guys save the day by getting on social media and calling all of us out for being dairy farmers and for trashing those BC farmers because, you know, they lost their dollar signs, as you called it. You guys are the real heroes of the week because, boy, did you tell the rest of the world. You guys really brought light onto the situation, what the dairy industry is really like, you fucks. Get a life, okay? Get off your soapbox. Get down there and get helping if you're so serious about it, which you're not. You're not. You just want to be heard. You, you use your social media to be heard about something that you know nothing about. Not a goddamn thing. So there you go. Have your hero cookies, okay? But I'll have you know, I made those hero cookies with cool, refreshing Canadian milk. So fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So PETA, animal activist, you guys, you guys, I got a big box of hero cookies for you here. Fuck you guys. You guys don't know anything what about what you're talking about, all right? And, and for the farmers out in BC, I, I, I really do. I really feel sorry for you guys. I know there, uh, if you Google it, I know there is uh, some, some foundations coming up uh, and ways to donate to the flood relief out in BC. So if that's something you're interested in doing, you can donate through um, the Salvation Army. Uh, of course, there's, there's government funding sites. Um, Red Cross, of course. Uh, lots of places to do it. You know what? Just Google just Google BC Relief Fund and uh, you'll be able to help out in it in any way you can. And it's you know what? It's not just for the farmers, okay? There's a lot of people that have lost their homes and their and their lives and, and 
there's a lot of shit, bad shit going on out there. So if you want to donate, like I said, just Google. Uh, but uh, the United Way and Red Cross is a good place to start. So that's it. That's the episode. I hope you enjoyed episode 11 of the Cox Talks podcast with our guest, Uncle Hack. Please don't forget, and, and I got to harp on this a little bit more, more fan interaction, okay? I asked you guys a long time ago, you guys are going to get a little bit of an earful here, okay? You need a little bit of an earful. I asked you guys a long time ago, you know, come come at me. Come at me with your fan questions. If you're a fan of the Cox Talks, and okay, let's get something else. I get some guys that message me with, that are just trying to be idiots, okay? Now, there's a difference between being an idiot and having a question that's that's generally funny, okay? Don't make up some stupid question and, and think that I'm going to fucking fall for it. Maybe you're one of the high school kids that listens to this podcast. You want to know what kind of fucking rims to get on your truck. You know, what's going to attract the bitches when you're backed into your parking spot at Timmy's drinking your double-double with your buddies, Wearing your Carhartt jackets and your pointy toe cowboy boots, okay? Maybe you're a guy going through a divorce or a separation right now. You need some advice on how to get yourself a little tang, eh? Hey, you need some little tang. I might have some advice for you. I might not. I don't know. Probably at least supply you with a website or something where you could get some. <laughs> but, but come at me with your fan questions. Let's get some more fan interaction and of course, don't forget to uh, let me know who you're, the three people you'd like to sit down and have a beer with. I think that's a great conversation piece right there. And of course, don't forget the most important part of the Cox Talks podcast. Tell your fucking friends. Tell your fucking friends about the Cox Talks podcast. Until next episode, be good. Keep your stick on the ice. Stay hard, bro. <laughs>